you're listening to episode 76 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John. Here's Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we drift into the lead with today's Inflation Deflation Challenge. So I think we said it last week on the episode, but this week we jumped into Ridge Racer 4. And of course, we played on the PlayStation Classics. That was the most easily accessible. But Ryan, as part of my gaming pickup this week, I actually got a copy of Ridge Racer Type 4. Perfect. It's awesome. Perfect. So it's you can awesome. really attest to the value of each of these different versions. Yes, exactly. So it'll be awesome. I really wish though, I had that limited edition copy that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. That thing looks sick, dude. Uh, I didn't even know it existed till like, what, this many years today? Yeah. So, okay, until I was this old. All right, dude. Um, so anybody that listens to us uh, knows I like to go pick up games whenever I get the chance. And if you're following us on social media via at the Game Deflators on Facebook and on Instagram, or at Game Deflators on Twitter, you will have seen the sheer amount of games that were picked up this week. This uh, so, this is a legend, folks. This is a legend. This, John has joined the Hall of Heroes. This is absolutely ridiculous. So I don't want to get into too much on the financial aspects of how much I spent, but let's just say I spent well, well, well below the retail value on everything I'm going to mention today. And uh, I'm not going to go into like super deep, like every single game on the list, because it's absolutely absurd. Uh, But if you go onto our Facebook page, uh, you can actually see all of the games on there and uh, several other Facebook pages out there, as well as our Twitter and our uh, Instagram. I've posted all over. It's crazy. It's amazing. So, Ryan, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and start with your pickups and you're currently playing and then i'll get into my what i'm currently playing and then the pickups because it's just a lot we're, we're going to be on this for a bit all and right it's story time too yeah yeah so it's it's truly amazing what john had i obviously didn't pick up anything and even if i did it would pale in comparison uh this week i played a bunch more animal crossing i didn't get any persona time in at all this week but playing the playstation classic last week got me interested in kind of doing something that I've been thinking about doing for a while, and that's hacking the PS Classic. So uh, the tools are very easy. All you need is a a compatible flash drive. Um, I also have a wireless controller plug-in, so I can just sit back and play with my DualShock 4 and load up like whatever games I feel like on there and it really you know for i don't know putting an extra 40 bucks into it and i got the ps classic for 20 bucks so i spent like maybe 60 dollars total to get this whole setup running and i mean it just feels great i was playing some uh symphony of the night and some tomba and it was pretty fun yeah, man, you're going to have to hook me up on that so uh, we can actually, rather than having to, you know, take PS1 games off my shelf and risk getting scratched and all that, we can actually just play it on, you know, the PS Classic, which is really what they should have done to begin with, put more games than what's on there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't have any pickups. You're playing Animal Crossing, though. What's going on in Animal Crossing? I know it's, you so know, it's, I, uh, it's all over the place. Yeah, I made a lot of progress this week in my Animal Crossing. I 
finally got KK to come to my town and play. So I unlocked the last tool set, which lets you kind of do some island crafting and terraforming. And that's when it really opens up and you can kind of do whatever. You can lay down paths instead of having to lay down custom designs, which is kind of, you know, similar, but annoyingly not like what it's mechanically for exactly. So it feels a lot better to be pathing around and um i haven't bought all of them yet but my island has totally evolved like it went from like i've got some stuff over here i've got some stuff over here to really feeling like a community that is together and i've got like lamp posts up and i've got like my own design for my pathways and where they're going um i gotta figure out how to open it up and get out to see more people like i know some people from some other podcasts i listen to they have their codes out there maybe i can post mine on i need to get mine linked to our social media so i can start sharing my pictures and stuff i i wish i had done that a long time ago i just it always escapes me to think to do that totally get you man yeah we got to get that hooked up and you know stuff on social media through your switch I mean, I do it on PS4, but well, I can't now because I think I don't think the uh, ability to get videos onto Facebook and stuff is up yet for PS4. I, I don't know if they're still going through that whole problem with Facebook. You you recall that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, dude, so what I'm currently playing still is Ark Lad 3. I actually played a little bit this week, but I ended up finding out that the Ozarks had new episodes up on Netflix and that's just consumed my life, dude. That and the video game pickups. So normally during the time period that I would be playing Ark Vlad, I've been online looking at the games and values and separating things and listing excess on eBay because I have to make some money back on this, um, obviously given what was spent. And um, yeah, so it's just been completely consumed. If you haven't seen the Ozarks, by the way, you got to check it out. I don't know if you've seen it, Ryan. I have not watched Ozarks. It's like Breaking Bad, but money laundering and drug cartel. It's awesome. Like it's yeah, I've heard about it. I, I've gotten it recommended to me many times. It's just I don't know, not one of those things I've ever really watched. It's fantastic. There's lots of stuff yeah. like that, though. Oh no, dude, this is fantastic. It's awesome. So I am almost done with uh, season three, and uh, after that, I'll be picking up Arc the Lad three again. I think I've got one or two more episodes right now. And of course, like I said, the gaming pickups have been all over the place for me this week. Uh, my floor right now, uh, you normally know that corner I have. That's kind of all the games stacked up of stuff I've picked up and am keeping. Um, let's just say I've got two bank boxes filled with games. Um, actually, three bank boxes filled with games and then a ton of them on the floor and stacks of what I need to list, what I'm trading, uh, or selling to some other collectors that we know, or, uh, you know, what's for sale. And so, yeah, it's crazy, dude. And I actually was just talking with um, Jason at Corpse Flood Gaming. He looked at it and he's like, I want this, 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 and this. And he's like, let's look at a trade, or can you cut me a deal, anything like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to work with some people, and I think I might have a surprise for you, Ryan, out of all of this. A surprise? So. Yeah, it's better than a Legend of Dragoon empty case that I thought you didn't have. Is it? Is it Gundam Journey to Jaburo? No, it is uh, not good, dude. I have. I didn't find any Gundam games. I'm shocked. Out of all of this, no Gundam. So ridiculous. 
Okay, let's get into it, dude. So uh, we'll tell, we'll say the story because you kind of know majority of the story here, but I'll, I'll retell the story for people and how this all went down, and then I can get into like some of the you know higher end stuff that I've picked up, and you know what this really means for my collection, and really for you, Ryan, because you can borrow crap. Out oh of this. yeah, yeah. Like there's tons and tons of stuff here. Okay, so. Uh, Little old John is hanging out in his house on uh, Saturday. Little John? Are you was Robin Hood there? No, no. I'm saying little little John. Okay, like okay, little John. You know, like to the window and to the wall, little John. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna quote those lyrics. So I'm sitting there Saturday, and that's when I picked up that silhouette mirage and uh, all of that other stuff, right? And I was like, okay, cool. This is a pretty good pickup. It was, I think, like 150. I'm like, I'll sell the Legend of Mana. I'll sell a few other games. I'll make like half my money back and I'll be happy because I got the Silhouette Mirage and uh, a couple other games. And so I'm like, all right, cool. The next day, I'm just hanging out after we record, of course. And I just, I get this random pop up on a, you know, something I use for gaming uh, pickups. And it's this guy has listed for 250 bucks he's got just stacks of games and one of them was guitaru man so i'm like all right cool we've been wanting to play guitaru man for a while it's here let me see if it's complete so i ask him that night i'm like hey dude um guitaru man this game and this game are you willing to split it from the lot because he had it like 250 and i didn't want to pay that much and he comes back and he says how about this i'll just give it to you all for 200 and every single game has the case and manual outside of like these two or three, and they weren't even that great of games. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll just throw those away or donate them. And so we meet up and of course, everything's complete. All looks really good. I calculated out that lot to be somewhere in a range of about 360 to 375. So it was like, you know, not too bad a pickup. It's pretty good. And so as we're there talking and I'm looking through stuff, I'm just like, you know, hey, this is, you know, pretty cool like you know I'm, i've been looking for this game and this one's pretty awesome i said if you have anything else you know i saw you had a couple other items listed uh let me know so he's like oh he's like actually yeah um i haven't this isn't like half of what i have he's like i actually you know we just moved into a house and he actually he's like 18 he um you know came with his mom actually for the pickup that's why i'm like this is an interesting situation so he comes up with the mom or whatever and lays out all the games and we're going through and he's like yeah we just bought a house and it was a collector that owned the house or something and he's like i don't know the full story all i know is we have a garage and it's filled with video games i was like oh okay he's like do you want me to take down your number and i'll just text you photos tonight of like other stuff that i've got I'm like yeah sure that'll work dude i'm like i'd be interested to see whatever you got so this guy messages me later on that night and I just get like this random image of a bunch of PS2 games. And I'm going through and it's like JRPGs, Blood Will Tell is in that jump, you know, in that bunch. Um, two copies of like Star Ocean 2. It was like absurd. It's just like tons. Of, in fact, I'll, I'll actually load up the, uh, the list here. So that way I've got it um, for the episode here. So, yeah, it's got Blood Will Tell in there uh gradius three and four uh draken guard capcom fighting evolution it's got uh shimigami tensei 
Nocturne in there, Nightshade, like it's crazy. Virtual on Mars, like these are all games that I had just like either never seen or uh, are just, you know, higher in games. I mean, dude, there's a copy of Silent Hill 3 in there, for God's sakes, and Shining Force, Neo. So it's like all over the board. So he sends me all the PlayStation 2 games. And at this point, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, this is good stuff. I'm like, if he just charged me 200 for this lot, and it was worth about 360 I'm like, maybe he's going to be in like that $400 range for all the PS2 stuff. So he pretty much, the next day I'm working, and around lunchtime I get a text that says, hey, do you want to meet at like 5? Like, yeah, sure, dude, I'll, I'll meet at 5. Uh, no, no problem. And so he says, oh, and I found a bunch of PlayStation 1 stuff. I'm like, no way. There's no, like, seriously? Okay, let's see what he's got. Dude, this guy unloads on me. Ray Crisis on PS1, complete in box. Xenogears. Uh, in there is Raystorm. Urgeis is in there. And then, of course, we've got Elemental Gearbot. We have uh, Grandia in there, Wild Arms. It's just like, it, it just goes on. I mean, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Vanguard Bandits, uh, Hell Knight, a PAL game, uh, some Turbo Graphics games like Cosmic Fantasy II and Exile. Like, it's just, it's crazy how many games are in this collection at this point in time, right? And I'm just like, what the heck, dude? I'm like, this is this is nuts. And then he sends me a complete in box PlayStation 1 Mini with the, the screen on it. Like, Ryan, at this point in time, I'm like, holy crap, like, I'm going to be spending a lot of money here. Yeah, this was like every other day this week, John's like sending me pictures and calling me and being like, this guy's got more stuff. I'm like, I mean, it's he lives in this house. Shouldn't he know what's in there? I guess I just moved in. I, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea what's going on. And so he's just unloading all these photos on me I'm like holy crap so i asked him like how much do you want for this particular set of i'm like how much do you want for that the ps1 stuff and the ps1 console oh well i want this so he tells me i'll, I'll be open with this price he says 350 i'm like okay i'm like that's really really good actually for me not for him and he's like uh, I'm like, okay, well, what about all the PlayStation 2 stuff? And he's like, oh, uh, how about 400? I'm like, okay, so you're looking, so I'm like 750 total. And he's like, no, sir, $400. I'm like, what? Like, what? no way. I'm just like about to like shit a brick at this point, like as to how excited I am. And he's like, oh, and I found this stuff too. He pulls out Ark the Lad, okay? Complete in box copy of that, which I already have, obviously. And then he says, here's a box of Japanese games. I look in the box of Japanese games and I see the two super CD games for TurboGrafx-16 in there. And I see a copy of Diablo tucked in there as well for all these Japanese games. I'm like, yeah, I'll, how much do you want for that? He's like, uh, 20 bucks for the box. I'm like, what? So I'm like, this is nuts. So I also asked him for a couple 360 games. So he had a couple 360 games in, uh, it was Alan Wake and he had Konami Classics. So I paid more retail for these. But I'm like, yeah, go ahead and how much for those? And he's like, uh, I'll just toss them in. I'm like, okay. I ended up throwing an extra 30 bucks his way. So it was like an even 500. But I bought all of that, okay, for 500 bucks. And so I think we're right now at 700 total 
and I'm not going to go into further details on the rest of the money, but so 700 bucks total for that. I get home and I calculate everything up and realize that price charting is not always the most accurate thing. So copies of say blood will tell while it's not complete. Um, I know it's like $227 of the manual. It says on here, loose $99. I have the case and the disc. So it's obviously a little bit more. So we could probably fluctuate like 200 bucks on all of us and say, it's probably a little higher. I calculate all that out, Ryan, and it was about $2,700 to $2,800 with maybe more with just those two collections. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those things that, like, I've heard people talk about, like, oh, their holy grail pickup of a game. But, I mean, this is, like, hitting the lottery. The, the amount of stuff, like, you just picked up full lots of ridiculous items yeah and you know before anybody listening to this is like oh well you hose the kid and everything else like look the guy has access to the internet he had stuff listed at 150 200 bucks he knew what some of his stuff was valued at i'm thinking he just wanted to offload it family was like look just get rid of it there's too much stuff and he didn't care and you know what at the end of the day that was an opportunity for me as a collector to come and say i want this stuff and I want to have it in my collection and you I want the ability to share. Well, yeah, exactly. And the stuff that I got to sell, obviously I'm selling because I got to make up the money I spent, um, you know, to collect all it's extra. I'm not going to sit on extras. So basically, so anybody that comes in is like, you know, oh, well, you did this. There's two things here. First off, I did it, you know, because it's a major collection. It's a lot of stuff I wanted. Right. It's not like I paid the guy a hundred bucks and got all this. I actually paid a, a good chunk for that alone. And that's not including the other stuff I'll mention here. And on top of all that, if you're really pissed off, it's probably because you're jealous you didn't get it yourself, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, seriously, like I, I've seen people in the past just like, oh, well, I can't believe you paid that little. OK, well, if you were in the exact same situation, what would you have done? Would you have offered double? Because, I mean, I offered I said 750 for everything for that big part of the lot. And he's like, no, 400. So, yeah. I mean, tough luck. So either way, dude, the next day he messages me again and says, I've got more stuff. I'm like, I'm so frustrated because at this point I'm like, dude, why don't you just give me everything that, you know, you planned on, on giving me and we can kind of go from there. So he ends up saying, well, how about this? He's like, rather than send you a bunch of pictures, cause there's a ton of stuff. I've got Xbox games. I've got uh, PlayStation 2 games. I've got PlayStation 3 games. I've got Sega Master System games. It, he has just tons of games. And I'm like, all right, man, like I'll I'll bite, you know, when you want to meet up. And so he says, you know, we'll meet up again at like six o'clock. And I'm like, OK, I'll message you after work and we'll meet up again. So I'm going in. It's not knowing exactly what's in there. Uh, the next day he comes up with just like five or six boxes like banker boxes of ps3 ps2 and original xbox games okay and sega master system and some sega cd games out of all of us uh just to here let me see if i could sort this on price charting by uh i don't know if i could sort it on here so out of this dude i got like a brand new copy of tales of zillia the fatal frame series one of them was cracked and broken uh I got a copy of Stubbs the Zombie, which is a super rare game on the Xbox. Otogi 2 on the Xbox. 
uh, Guided Fate Paradox on PS3, uh, Hyper Dimension, uh, Nepotina MK2, Toe Jam and Earl 3, Dino Crisis 3. Um, trying to find one of the higher end things here. Uh, we got Outrun 2 on the PlayStation 2, Outrun, or Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Limited Edition. Like, it's just all over the board uh, in terms of value here. Uh, Champions Return to Arms on the PS2, Drakengard 3, uh, Star Wars Chess on the Sega CD. We are totally playing that, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast on the PlayStation 2. Uh, Rambo 3 Master System complete in box like Castle Shikigami was on there I've been looking for that on PS2 for such a long time so tons and tons and tons of games all right um and then he just says I want for all of this x price and I'm like no I'm not paying that so I just said well what if I take out the stuff I want what will you do there it's like oh well we'll, we'll see what it comes out to like, all right, cool. So I just like popping open cases, looking, checking manuals, slamming things through. You know, I end up with like two and a half banker boxes filled with games, all the higher end stuff in here. I mean, Mega Man games, um, you know, Silent Hill games in here, Fatal Frame games, like everything you can think of is in here. And I go ahead and just make an offer. I'm like, how about this? And he's like, well, how about 50 bucks more? I'm like, okay, I can swing that. Like, and now we're obviously in much deeper here, but I get home and once again, we've cracked the $2,000 mark on everything. And we're talking, I paid well below retail on these as well. So when it all came down to it, um, those two nights alone, I was looking at about 4,800 and that's not including a bunch of Japanese games I couldn't find on price charting to get an accurate assessment. If I were to look those up, on eBay, I'd say it was probably another 200 bucks worth of stuff. So that alone. And then, of course, a couple days go by and he messages me again, Ryan. Like, it's ridiculous. So he sends me pictures of a Super Famicom complete, uh, except it didn't have the power cable or AV cable. I'll pick those up separate. A bunch of complete in box Super Famicom games, including Cotton, which is like 100 something bucks. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm interested. Give me a price point. And then he sends me a picture of a super PC graphics engine or super PC. Yeah, super PC graphics engine. That console is like 450 bucks right now just for the console. All right. Uh, it doesn't have a controller, but I'll, I'll look for one. And in that same box that he sent me, or then he sent me a box of cables. And he says, well, I can't find a controller power cable, but maybe it's in here. All right. I look inside the case, there's a flippin' TurboGrafx-16 copy of Splatterhouse, and there's a Sega Saturn, and there's a Wavebird, and there's a box for Castlevania 4 on Super Nintendo. So at this point, I'm like, just bring the box of wires, I'll see what else I can find out of there. I wasn't excited about this particular part of the pickup, because it was kind of high. Um, at worst case, or really best case scenario, I think I'll break even and get to keep all the Super Famicom games for what I paid. Uh, but... Uh, well, no, I'll definitely go above breaking even for what I paid, but either way, dude, like it's crazy. So in that same box, like what wasn't pictured in that box of wires that he had sent me was a complete in box Sega CD, the action pack, uh, two Wavebird controllers, not just one. Uh, it was a real copy of the final or, uh, Castlevania four, uh, box. So it wasn't fake. And 
of course, Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast. There's a PC Duo R loose in there. Like, it's crazy how much is in there. And that's not counting the collector's edition boxes of Catherine, Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White Witch, and um, Resistance 2, as well as some other PlayStation 3 games I didn't have. So all of this combined, dude, I mean, we're talking in a range of, it could be anywhere from like $5,500 to $6,500 worth of stuff. Wow. Like just this week alone. It's crazy, dude. And that's not including the stuff I picked up during the Saturday before we had our last episode. Mm -hmm. So... Dude, I'm swamped. There's, I, I actually bought a printer so I could print labels and then have to keep going to the damn FedEx store to go print labels. Yeah, I mean that's that's insane. That's that's one of those things that you know. Hey, if you're if you're out there and you're serious about collecting, you know you you don't see something like this happen that often. And I mean, it does happen. You just got to get lucky. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not doing this to really like brag per se it's just no, like no, super it's, exciting. it's showing the people out there that are like man i keep going to thrift stores and not finding anything or man nobody's posting anything on the craigslist in my area or whatever but you know well and here here's the thing that a lot of people don't think about um i asked a guy i said do you have more stuff yes let me take down your number okay before all of that was purchased he said that he had already sold some ps2 games to somebody so he probably sold some good stuff to somebody else, and I didn't know what it was, but he sold it. That person didn't think to ask. He sold uh, a Nintendo 64 earlier in the week to somebody. They didn't think to ask if he had more games. He sold Super Nintendo stuff complete in box to somebody else. I kind of wish I would have picked those up now that I think about it. Um, they didn't think to ask if he had more games. So you've got probably four to five, maybe six sales that happened before I even got to mine. And nobody thought to ask this guy, do you have any more video games that you're willing to sell? Not a single person. So it just shows that while, yeah, you know, it's hard to find stuff nowadays, you also got to put in the effort and you got to put in like the thought process on it. If I didn't ask this guy, do you have anything else? I would have never got this. I would have been happy with what I got, the first collection with the Guitaru Man. But the fact that I asked, now I'm looking at, well, like, how many games are in this first one? I, I think I picked up, like, 300 video games this week. That's so crazy. Like, like, most people don't even have 300 video games, and you just onboarded 300. And it's, like, it's completely, like, a put-together, you know thing for you to be able to do this because it's like you're already involved in buying and selling and increasing your collection through i'm gonna buy 20 dollars worth of stuff i'm gonna keep this game i'm gonna sell the rest for 30 so you know you've already been doing this for years so it's like you're much more capable to go through that pile of 300 games where it's like if i was to get just 300 games from somebody even if it was like a screaming deal, I mean, it would be really difficult for me to get involved with all of the the selling and the, the rest of it that comes with the aftermath of just acquiring a massive collection of games. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I used to I used to work in a game store, so I've got, you know, tons of experience You're professionally in terms of, trained. I guess you could say that. I mean, it's it kind of comes down to like. You know, when he's saying, I'll, I'll take this much. I, I at one point dropped him 
a couple hundred bucks, I think, on one of the, the deals. Like, it's just one of those things of like, hey, look, I've already spent this much with you. You know, let's do it for this. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll do it for that. Like, it gets to a point where you know kind of the talk and what to do uh, for this. And, you know, resale shops out there will, will say the same thing, obviously. Um, you, you learn after a while, right? The process and what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to say it and how you're supposed to pick up certain objects and, you know, determine the price point right off the bat based on condition and you kind of in your head you've got the numbers already played out of like okay i can spend x amount and i'll be okay or i can spend x amount and i'm going to be down in the hole the other benefit for me obviously is how long i've been doing this it's like i think over 10 years now that i've been collecting so you know for my stuff a lot of what i picked up yeah it's extra because i already had that stuff so it didn't hurt me to pick up a large lot now if it was just, I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, unless somebody's buying this just a hundred percent, flip it and not collect. Like if I break even, I'm happy on this hundred percent. Now you might have somebody out there who says, well, I'm just going to flip it all. Okay. Kudos to you for flipping it all. Good luck. I mean, it's a lot of crap, but now, you know, say it's somebody out there who says, well, I want to collect it all. And I, I want to buy this huge collection. Well, now you're in a hole, quite a bit of money and you don't have the ability to like you know, pick out stuff and like, dude, there were several games that I had already that didn't have uh, manuals. I pulled the manuals out of the versions that I picked up and was like, all right, cool. Now I'll sell this just disc in case and I'll keep the manual like little stuff like that. Like these are ways to bolster a collection. It's ways to increase the collection. And at the same time, it just keeps that hobby alive for me. And it's just a thrill. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun to yeah, do this. And like, it, dude, I, it's got to yeah. be so much more rewarding to run into this like in the wild than like specifically going on eBay and buying one game. Yeah, exactly, dude. I laugh so that hard. keeps it alive. Yeah, I very rarely go out and buy like games for a high end price on eBay. It's typically if I like really want the game. And it kind of goes into that same respect of these collections, right? So, like, I just picked up, it was like 50 bucks. I picked up a copy of Ikaguda, okay, on the GameCube. Okay, great. Like, I picked up a copy of that. Now, if I come across it in a collection down the road, that money's been spent a long time ago. So now when Ikaguda comes up, you know, in a collection, I could be like, cool, I'll just sell this. So I'll make up some of the money from the collection. It's just always worked that way. And it's... It's a lot of fun, dude. There's a thrill in it. And you're right. Like, I laugh whenever somebody says, oh, look what I found in the wild. And they post up a picture of a bunch of, you know, super hard to find games, but they have like price stickers on them from a shop. So it's like, you didn't find these in the wild. You went to a store. Yeah, it's in the wild, I guess. But you paid retail rates for this. Like, that's not in the wild. In the wild is finding something like this or going to a garage sale and finding a massive Super Nintendo collection. Um Actually, if anybody wants to hear a really cool uh, collection story, Corpse Flood Gaming, uh, he's actually got, I forget which video, I think it's his third video. He's got a massive collection that he picked up years ago uh, from some lady. It had like the Tales uh, of Destiny games on PS1. And he's got like all these crazy RPGs he picked up, PS2 games. And he got it for like this absurdly low rate. I mean, granted, it was several years ago. But he picked up a ridiculous collection and it just goes to show, like you were saying earlier in this episode, you can find this stuff. You just got to be committed and look for it. And not everybody is. And that's I mean, fine. it's like a part time job for you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the amount of time it takes me to. It, it isn't go- if the IRS is listening. It is not an actual part time job. It is merely a hobby. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is because I'm not making money off this in any means. Like, this is not supplementing my life. It supplements a collection. Uh, it's like collecting cards. You know, I might sell a couple cards to get a couple cards. But um, regardless, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, there's a lot of time. Like, if you consider the gas money necessary to go out and meet, the time that's needed, and how you value your time, the shipping labels, the products uh, to ship this stuff out. Um, you know, the printer I just bought because I don't want to keep going to flipping FedEx to print out labels every damn time I need to ship something. Uh, packing envelopes, boxes, like everything that's needed to do this. Like, is it run like a business? I mean, you could say that, but it's not a business. And it's a lot of time spent just to keep in this hobby. And it's an expensive ass hobby, uh, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, there's other collectors that will 100% side with that dude. It's not cheap to do this. And uh, it's a lot of time spent. So regardless, I'm stoked for you to come out and look at all this stuff I'm keeping. Man, like, will I even be able to fit in the room? Uh, right now, there's a little bit of a corner for you to fit in. I mean, and you still have all those boxes of stuff in your garage, too. Which boxes of stuff in my garage? The big boxes oh. you were digging through to find the game gear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I got three totes in the garage that are filled with game stuff, too. Yeah, that's all extra, though. You need to get so, a bigger house. Yeah, I need a basement, dude. That's one of the things that sucks about living in Arizona. Finding a basement out here is like... It's tough. I've only ever been a, in one yeah. person's basement here. The closest thing you can get here is like a loft or a ranch house, because ranch houses have like these... um uh, what do you call it? Like this separate side room that you can go in and it's kind of like a basement. It's like a half size type of thing, but it's not like full scale basement. Yeah. Dude, if I had a, if I had a full scale basement, man, you'd be coming over. You'd have arcade machines, a podcast corner. It'd be nice, but that's not the reality of the situation. Well, so I get so jealous when I see basements. So that was a uh, story time with uncle John. And uh, I, I hope you all enjoyed and I hope all your mouths are watering and I hope all your dreams are filled with future awesome pickups that will come your way eventually. Yeah, I, I'm seriously like super excited about this. I'm really happy. Good karma. You know, I don't know what the hell I did to to get this, but, you know, I don't you'll, either. You'll benefit. I don't know either, man, because <laughs> I can I can be a real asshole. So you'll benefit from this, obviously, because you're going to be able to pretty much play whatever the hell you want out yeah, of this. Yeah, for and, anybody out there you know, who isn't interested in collecting, find and make friends with somebody who is. That's the second best thing you could do. Oh, yeah. Ryan's got like, what do you got, like two or three of my games right now? I think you have uh, um, Sekido, you've got my Persona, and then you've got, uh, what's the other one? Hellblade? On PS4. Yeah, Hellblade, Son of a Sacrifice. So, yeah. So Brian's over here with you know, about a hundred bucks in games, roughly. I think no, not even that. It's less the than library that. of John. Yeah, yeah. He Ryan comes over and he's like looking at my shelf and what he wants to play. My wife's even worse. My wife comes in, she's like, "What do I want to play?" And she's like flipping over stacks of games and stuff, making a list online. Like, yeah, she's she's pretty crazy about it too. So it's fun though. And when friends come over, man, it's always a blast. Whenever we have like a party or something, and people want to play like Mario Party Four. Or they want to jump into like some Mario Kart. It's like, hold on, let's go to the game room and see what we can play. Like it's it's yeah. a ton of fun. I enjoy it. So it's more of a sharing it with people that come over, like while, you know, 
well, yeah, I've got to flip stuff and that doesn't make some people happy. You know, it's kind of reality. I'm not going to sit there and like just theoretically say I spent like $4,000 on this. Would you really expect me to put $4,000 in and like just kind of let it sit there? Like that's kind of dumb. I'm not going to get through all of that. So it's nice to be able to have this and share it with friends and family to come over and it makes for good times and it's just cool to look at. <laughs> like it really is. So, and this pay, dude, this seriously pales in comparison to some people. I think Corpse Flood, he's got like 4,000 games. It's like double my room and that's Corpse Flood Gaming for you. That's so many games. I know. I, I think I might have cracked 2,000 this week. Like it's nuts. So, all right. Well, uh, that's a lot of talking from Uncle John. So let's go into <coughs> our overall podcast, uh, remaining podcast episode right. sections here. Yeah. Uh, so, so this yeah, week, you, you go ahead and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take over for a little bit. So this week we've got a couple Sony articles. We're going to start off with uh, this one, which was just released yesterday. A Sony may scrap original PS5 console price, release date, reveal plans. So this is by uh, Callum Williams over at Game Rant. And we've all seen the the latest Sony news out there about the controllers. We've heard the latest Xbox news about their, you know, kind of rent it till you own it price points that we talked about last week that I thought were so cool. Well, this week we still don't have a whole lot of official sony news but um no actual concrete price point no actual concrete release date i saw a few articles throughout the week talking about oh they're going to limit the production of the ps5 because they think it's going to be too expensive and not enough people are going to be able to afford it during you know the ongoing pandemic and you know let's let's do a softer launch than what we originally suspected so this article kind of goes in the face of that and uh, despite the the COVID-19 situation, despite the intense uh, marketing and all the plans and public information we know about the, uh, the Xbox Series X, they're saying that in this uh, Bloomberg article that they might both debut at $450, making, you know, nearly a $100 loss because the previous projection was somewhere between 499 and 549 so they might already be knocking the price down by a hundred dollars before it even launches just to stay competitive because that's what they might be thinking for the series x and that's you know we've heard of sony taking a loss on its consoles for years in the past and that's kind of what i'm thinking is like you know, we don't know much about the PS5 still in concrete information. We don't even know what it looks like for sure. But what we do know is based on previous history with under manufacturing and, you know, pulling the Nintendo, that could be very successful. I mean, the Wii was sold out for like over a year, constantly sold out. So, I mean, obviously, this isn't going to be that cheap, affordable, everybody can buy one. But launching it only 450 and kind of trickling out the release and having it be constantly sold out, that's going to wind up kind of building its own hype, especially since they're not going to have 
you know, seemingly a lot of Sony PS5 exclusive launch titles that are really going to be pushing it. Like, I mean, you know, Series X, we already have heard promised Halo will launch with it. So that's going to get all those people on board. But I don't really feel like there's anything on PS5 that I know about that I want to stand behind on dropping that much money. And if it's going to be sold out for a while, that kind of takes the pressure off of me to feel like I need to have one. I need to buy one. It's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, this honestly doesn't surprise me, dude. So last week we had really discussed how, you know, like you said, that that rent to own type of thing that Microsoft is running right now, which you get all these games, you get the console like it's a no brainer if you want to buy an Xbox to go that route. And it kind of takes away a big price point. So and in this article, it does obviously mention that, you know, Sony's going to kind of have to do this. So if Microsoft's coming at 450, Sony has to come in at 450 as well. If Microsoft's going to offer big bundle, Sony will probably offer it too. And so I think right now, Sony in a way is playing catch up, which is kind of odd uh, given, you know, their history. And, you know, this really doesn't kind of excite me too much about the PS5 because of how Sony's dropping the ball. I mean, when you're talking, you know, scrapping the original PS5 console, price points being adjusted all of a sudden, marketing plans need to be reevaluated. I mean, that really, to me, seems like an ineffective team that's trying to launch this console, and it really doesn't help my confidence in buying their product right now. So it's, it's definitely an interesting situation over at Sony, and I really hope they kind of pick it up because I definitely want to buy a PS5 and get a VR2 setup so I could play some uh, Job Simulator and Eagle and all these other crazy VR games I picked up as of late. Yeah, there's uh, there's just only so much speculating we can keep doing, Sony. Let us know some real stuff. You you were, did so good showing off that controller. I was I was into it. I liked it. Uh, we got great numbers on a Facebook post memeing about it. Oh, dude, we had like 37,000 people or something. No, it's actually more than that. That saw that post. Everybody that saw John's uh, Xbox children's toy controller thing. That was hilarious. I don't don't even remember where I got that from. You know where everybody else can find it, though, is on Facebook at The Game Deflators or on Twitter at Game Deflators or on Instagram at The Game Deflators. Everywhere, The Game Deflators, except Twitter. Just Game Deflators. And if you want to listen to us online, uh, you can find us on tons of podcast applications out there via Android, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Really, anywhere there's a podcast, we're on it. If we're not there, let us know. We'll try to get on there. Plus, give us a five-star review. It's always nice. And if you can do six, six is even better. And uh, you won't be the only one listening because uh, this week... We had some Sony patents come out. Uh, Sony patents pet-like feeling deduction, in quotes, robot companion for gamers. So uh, this is a Eurogamer article by Matt Wales. And I guess that this was initially submitted back in 2018, but it just popped onto the U.S. Patent and Trademark offices earlier this week. This came out uh yesterday so i guess last week is when this came out so this is really a weird thing that kind of creeps me out but kind of is coolish 
imagine a fluffy cloud with two little Q-tips for arms and big googly eyes. It's like uh, like a just a little puff ball is the picture that they have here, and obviously it's just some sort of placeholder. But the idea here is that you have this Furby-type gaming companion that will sit on the couch with you while you play games and observe you and observe your emotions through your your movements and the sound and tone of your voice and your word choice. It's uh, It really is like a next-level Furby iPad kind of thing. And it's... I guess it's supposed to be like your player two or not your player two, but your counter team. So if you go on your game, whatever it is, let's say call of duty or whatever, uh, he would be playing somebody else in like a co-op team death match, like couch co-op style. So, I don't know because the game already does that. The game already has AI controlled opponents if it's that type of game. So unless this thing is just able to play all video games, which would make it probably like a really crazy AI, I would expect to be able to, you know, go from different games and different genres and be able to do all of that seems pretty advanced. And like I already don't want an Alexa in my house or a Siri on my phone. Like I don't need Sony to be watching my emotions. I think you do. So I actually believe this is pretty cool. So, and I look at it from a different, a different viewpoint. So the amount of people out there that suffer from like depression, they have anger issues while they play games or lonely, this is really a cool opportunity for Sony to kind of like step into that behavioral health space with like this new technology that they're planning on doing. And dude, corporations looks... are not your friends, John. Real people are your friends. This is I can't a help... way to market to people and steal more private information for AdSense. I can't help it. I work for a corporation. So, uh, dude, it's super cute. It looks like a familiar from Nino Cooney. Come on, like, you wouldn't want to play video games with a familiar Ryan? Not at all. Like, a real no. thing, not like a Sony corporate spy. Uh, well, you can just close its eyes. It doesn't have to look at everything you do. You okay, can't, it does. You can't just turn it <laughs> off, John. I know, this, this is flashbacks to Microsoft Xbox One when it always had to be online and listening to you. I don't so, even have my camera covered on my laptop. Oh, dude, mine is turned. I have my camera as a USB plug-in camera from when we do D&D and stuff, and I've got it turned around to the wall. Like, I, it's just habit. I always have it closed. You have an uh, Alexa in your room. I don't have an Alexa in my room. I have a Google Home, and it's in the main area. And yes, it probably listens to us all the time. I did ask it recently if it, uh, if it liked to spy on me, and it said no, and it read me its terms of service, so... I don't know how much truth I can take. I think Google Home's lying, but whatever. Don't so, worry, John. I was not programmed to lie. <laughs> Crossing fingers now. So this is pretty cool, though. I do like it. I think it's a, a different viewpoint in terms of, you know, having a companion there to play games, especially if you don't have somebody you typically play games with. And it's... It's, you know, it, it kind of feels like a pity party in a sense. And it's, I guess I'm playing it off here, but 
I still think it's cool. Uh, it's not. It's the future, dude. I mean, you're gonna have this will have really kick off once the sex industry gets a hold of it. Oh, 100%, dude. It'll be like having a girlfriend that plays video games with no commitment. It'll be perfect for some people. Except I don't exactly want to say you can't do anything with it because uh, somebody out there will prove us wrong. What's that order on the Internet? What's the rule? Rule 34. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening here in the next few years. I'm sorry, Sony. Keep, that, rough... keep that little guy zipped up tight. Yeah, we need to put like some chew guard technology on there from you know the puppy toys. Make, That's make how sure I it can. That's how... Yeah, if it can observe, make sure it can defend. <laughs> can you imagine that a little familiar looks at you and pulls out a shank? Don't you touch me that way? <laughs> Look at the game, John. I'm here to play video games and console you. I'm not here to be your plaything. Oh, so, oh my uh, god. I guess, you know, that weird thing is the most official news that we have from Sony for this week. So that's that's it for the Sony update 2020. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like a lot more right now online. I mean, there's tons of new games that got released. Uh, like near reincarnation gameplay just came out and there was some random like PS4 game called Wild, I think, um that just had like something come out and also I heard recently, like, Ghost of Tsushima is supposed to be delayed, which, oh, surprise there, delays on Ghost of Tsushima. So, yeah, there's lots of news out there right now. Uh, oh, before we jump into the next thing, I had to tell you, so I read recently that they're going to put Crisis Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. I'm pretty sure people's Nintendo Switches are going to just burn <laughs> when that game goes in there and it tries to process it. I've never played Crisis. Noah Caldwell-Gervais, shout out to him, has a really good video on the Crisis series. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm on one of our aggregate sites. We missed this opportunity to talk about Pope Simulator. It promises a realistic depiction of the life as a Supreme Pontiff by PC Gamer. I'm going to... I'll. Uh, for folks that are listening, I'm going to put that on our Facebook page. I'm sure everybody will enjoy it. I'm going to do it right now while we're recording so I don't forget. Clergy All right, simulator. let's get into our clergy simulator. <laughs> oh, God, don't. Let's not go there. Uh, inflation deflation for this week, Ryan. So, everybody, this week we checked out R4 Ridge Racer Type 4 on the PlayStation Classic. Uh, developed by Namco, published by Namco, designer, producer, Masatoshi Kobayashi, released in North America in May of 1999. It's a racing game, and it gets a pretty good score, 8.5 to 9 out of 10. Um, I am not the biggest fan of racing games, and... The most time that I ever spent playing racing games was when I had my PlayStation 1 growing up. And I had uh, Gran Turismo 3. And, you know, I didn't own that many games. So every once in a while, I would pop it in and play it and, you know, suck at it. Because, I mean, I swear that game felt like you were driving in sand. Like, I felt like I just spun out no matter what all the time. And it kind of turned me off from racing games in general, like other than, you know, kart racers here and there. I'm just not super interested in the genre, but something about this game really kind of kind of caught me when I started playing it a little bit last night. And then I 
went back and played it this morning. I only barely ever caught the uh, the taillights of the second place racers. I, I never got beyond third place. I never advanced in the Grand Prix, but I love the music. I, I like the chunky old racing graphics. It reminds me of like all the racing game that I played growing up. And uh, I do like the arcade racing games, like, you know, where you have like the actual steering wheel and the pedals. That's awesome. But, you know, I like this kind of old racing game thing. Like I have zero interest in like playing the new Forza with the most prettiest graphics ever. Although that one that has the uh, the Lego mode seems kind of interesting, but I just... If I was going to play racing games, I would definitely go back and play PS1 racing games for sure. Yeah, so Ridge Racer 4 holds a little bit of a special place because it was a blockbuster rental for me growing up. And I think I have my original copy here at the house. Uh, but regardless, I did pick up a copy in that collection of it. So, dude, for me, these graphics have aged very well. I mean, I really think they have. It was no issue. It's not like I'm playing Mario Kart or something on the 64, which has really not aged well at all. Hell, that whole console has not really aged well at all. This has, and this is a lot of fun. Uh, being able to drive the Pac-Man car, I mean, that right there makes the game itself. And the price point, when we get into it, makes it even better uh, to play this game. In my experience playing it this week, though, Ryan, I ended up getting second place was the highest I got, and then I got third place over on the Grand Prix. Uh, it's been a long time since I played this, but I love Ridge Racer games. I have Ridge Racer 7 on the PS3. That one's one of my all-time favorite racers as well, and I'm really good at it. And the drifting, it while it's been a while, I was able to kind of quickly pick it back up. So within the second or the second heat, I was just sitting there drifting corners like nobody's business. It was awesome. So I did see the taillights of the first place car, though. That I did see. So it was it was pretty cool. I didn't get anything below third place. Yeah, needless to say, you you probably would have smoked me. Oh, 100 percent, dude. I love racing games. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at racing games. I know. We uh, when it comes to bust out that uh, controller, you got. Oh, no. oh, yeah. The wheel. I might sell that um, later on. We'll, we'll try a couple games and then for testing purposes and then I'll get rid of it. It's kind of bulky, but it's the PlayStation 3 racing wheel with. Uh, Holy crap. With I just... pedals found there's 320 cars in this game yeah it's pretty extensive i might actually like play some more of this when i get home later it's fun dude it's a great game and when he says going home he's in his office <laughs> which you're so you're so flipping lucky dude like i wish i could record at a separate office yeah i mean it's it's not very often that i do non-work stuff here i do have like a little break room that i've run D D in before like it is kind of nice to have like a space that i can go to that's away from home where i can focus on a task and get something done that needs to get done if we could uh get that business idea up and running i know uh we've had a lot of stuff going on this year but man wouldn't it be awesome if we had like a spot that we could just go to every to week call our own that we could do whatever we wanted with yeah, and then, like, hang out before business opens and just straight out record, do our thing, and then, like, have the store or restaurant we'll or whatever it is up and running. 
We'll get there. Yeah, John. we'll get there one day. We got to wait one for this day, pandemic to be over. Everybody, everybody, go out and support your local small businesses. Go, go you, to a restaurant that, uh, you know, could use some help right now. And, you know, even if you're not interested in some food, like, just go to a place and buy a gift certificate that you can give yeah, to like somebody a- later on. Like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It helps them now. It helps somebody else later. You know, there's a lot you could do in this time to try to help people. I know they're they're talking about reopening the country and stuff, and yeah, I don't want to get into all of it, but everybody stay safe out there and, you know, do your part. And like Ryan said, support your local businesses. If you're a game collector, uh, you know, definitely look into a lot of those local game shops are doing curbside pickup if possible if they have a website launched. I know out here, man, we've got Fallout games. I don't think they have a website with all their stuff listed, which sucks for them. But I do know, because uh, I picked up some games recently, Price Busters Games out in, uh, I think it's a panhandle of Florida. Uh, they've actually got some titles that they've got listed online, magic cards, tons of stuff. Like Support businesses like that when you can. It doesn't even have to be in your local community. Uh, if they don't have the ability to do curbside pickup, do it with small businesses across the country that can, you know, that can actually ship stuff out to you that are working behind the scenes to be able to sell their product and and make some money during this time. Cause it's really difficult for a lot of small business owners. And uh, I know several people that work at different game shops have lost their positions because they're just not open. Well, so it, it sucks, man. While you're out there browsing the, uh, the internet for, you know, to support local businesses, if you happen to find, R4 Ridge Racer Type 4 out there. Uh, this is what you can expect. Complete inbox. It's going for $14.96. That peaked at $21.97 back in January of 2019. That's trending up right now. So, uh, you know, get in now because obviously it could go up, you know, another third. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, loose it's 712 that peaked at 790 back in july of 2019 and that's pretty much a flat line like you're gonna find this game for about seven bucks and uh in the wider world for those of you who need the ultimate experience you can get the limited edition north american release for about 80 bucks and the uh cheapest version if you just if you just want to race and you just want to listen to the music, and you don't want to read any of the words on the screen, or if you know Japanese and you just want to get a really good deal, you can get the Japanese uh, release at a dollar nineteen, and That's that, complete, that is by the, the way. complete inbox version. See, I told you the Japanese market's like a crazy place over there. So, uh, it, it, racing games are obviously one of those games that it's like you can really just like with your phone and google translate you could up and down just buy the japanese version and be fine yeah and for something like racing yeah for sure dude like it's basically numbers and racing yeah i mean how much and in fact the playstation one version of north america the button for accepting things is circle mm-hmm. which is actually what it is in japan so if you think about this, this is pretty much a straight port yeah <laughs> from japan yeah, the it's, uh, all, it's got all the confirmation stuff. The so, game was was good. I definitely think that you know, I think it's a steal at either of those prices. But 
once again, like we talked about last week, folks, we play this on the PlayStation Classic. We each picked Which, that up for $20, you know, retail before it was $100. So if you're looking at like the launch of the PlayStation Classic, it came with like 20 games. This game loose is like $7. That's kind of, you know, about right for fitting in there. Um, But I, I think it's a good game. And I think that if you're like we talked about earlier, if you're a collector, if you like owning the games, uh, I could see spending $15 on this game being worth it for that. But if you just want to play it, uh, skip the middleman and go straight to the PS Classic. And uh, just for anybody out there, there's uh, tons of copies of the PS Classic right now on eBay. I'm looking at $43, $45, $35. I mean, like Ryan said, it, if you want to hack it, you know, we're not going to say go out and hack it, but you have the ability, I think, to go do that if you wanted to. And if you don't plan on doing that, it's still worth the value just in the games on their I mean, come on, Persona Revelations is like a 200 something dollar game. I think 300 complete is on there. Final Fantasy seven is like 50 bucks right now for a black label copy. You're getting your money's worth just in two game, one game, really. Even IQ makes up for the cost. So I don't totally think worth so. it. Eh, regardless, I think 40 bucks, 45, somebody out there. That's a steal regardless. Um, Dude, for me, I would save at this game, complete in box, 15 bucks. I'd say it's right. You know, I'd, I'd buy it at 15. You know what? I'd well, say this now, is actually. Now here's here's my real question, John. Uh, huh. You can play Japanese PS1 games on an American PS1, right? I think you have to hack it. It's it's region locked? Yeah, it's. I think PS1 and PS2 are both region locked. Okay, so... You can't really, unless you had an import PS1, uh, the Japanese price isn't really on the market. Well, I mean, given the technology out there, um, the ability to get your PS1 to play Japanese games probably isn't that expensive. Uh, so if you wanted to open yourself up to a whole broader market, you can do that. And then also, I'd have to check, but I wonder if the PS1 can play Japanese games. I mean, PS3 can play Japanese games. Because mm. it does have backwards compatibility with PS1 games. I'm yeah. not sure on that. So if you have a way would, to yeah. play the Japanese release, honestly, that's the... Nothing's cheaper than that. Like, not even the PS Classic is cheaper than that. So if you have a way to play the Japanese release... Uh, that would definitely be the way I would do it and just bust out the Google Translate. I mean, that's like an app price. Yeah, for sure. So, dude, uh, Complete in Box, $14.96. You know, if I found a really pristine copy of this game with manual, no scratches on disc, 20 bucks would probably be pretty fair given the amount of cars in this game and the extensive amount of gameplay plus the ability to do split-screen two-player. I mean, come on. 20 bucks would be fantastic at this. So I'm going to say that this is deflated. 15 bucks is, you know, that January 2019 price point. That's about where it should be, man. This is a good game. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, we agree on that deflated or. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. All right. Cool. All right, folks. Uh, not sure what we're going to play next week. Um, maybe we play a Nintendo game. Do you NES have one? the uh, the Switch online? No, I ended up not buying it. 
I dude, I hardly play any online games. It sucks. Yeah. Well, because that has access to all those uh, NES and SNES games. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, uh, you have. Don't you I mean, have a I Super could, Nintendo? We, let's find a version. Because there's got to be games on there that you have a physical copy of, and then I have access to the digital copy. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Just uh, remember back when we played two crew dudes. Does anybody listening now leave a comment uh, somewhere or send us a message and tell us if you ever listened to the two crew dudes episode? Because we played that game and then I bought it on Switch <laughs> just to see how similar it was. It was like like our second or third episode we did actually it was before we even had official episodes that was lost episode two or three i think oh was it really yeah i think it was one of the lost episodes those are actually easy to find i think it's a lost episode uh yeah go ahead and send over a list of games to me dude that you have access to and i'll see what i've got a physical copy of okay well looks like that's wrapping it up for episode 76 we're finally in the home stretch towards episode 100 we should be there in a few months would we say it'll be like october or september or something uh 25 episodes four weeks in a month that's eight months away no no not eight months away damn my math that's six months away so yeah uh, about november october okay we'll be at uh, episode 100 awesome well uh thanks for listening everybody john take it away All right, Ryan almost got me there. So uh, you've been listening to episode 76 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. 